This is Hope and Health with Doctors Michelle and Mark Sherwood. Insights and interviews with a dose of straight talk to help you enjoy optimal health in all areas of life. Hey everyone, everyone. welcome to Hope and Health. We're glad you're here. I'm Dr. Michelle. And I'm Dr. Mark. And some people like to call us Eminem without without the the sugar. sugar. And she's the pretty one. I'm not. We're so, pretty together. Yeah, we're, we're glad you're here. We're going to really um, have a really good, strong program tonight. I really want to uh, dive in. Last week, we really did some bone That basic. was really gonna, great yeah. education and information, if you didn't we'll know anything about bones. We'll have an extremely quick review tonight, just, just for uh, giggles and grins. We're going to go over this really quick so you'll understand what we talked about last week, just very briefly, and then we're going to dive into new information. If you remember last week, we did a little bit about bone education. Yes, and the things we talked about was what is it that causes bone loss? And boy, we dove into those deep. And then we also talked about what is required to maintain bones and the best practices and protocols is what we're going to talk about this week as we go forward. Yeah, and just real quick, some terminology that we talked about last week. I just want to kind of refresh you with this. Was We did a lot of terms, and, and we talked a lot about bone structure. You know, there's bones are going to make up the skeleton. Skeleton has two components. Talk about the two components. Yeah, bare bones, bare bones. The skeleton, uh, the axial skeleton is your spine, you know, that, that what runs down the middle of your backside. That's called the axial skeleton, and on top of that is the skull. The peripheral skeleton is your limbs and your rib cage. And did you know that the human skeleton adults have 206 bones in that body? Of course, we should know this, but oftentimes we don't. There's actually two types of bone. That outer bone, called compact bone, makes up about 80% of our bone mass. And that inner bone, some call it trabecular bone or cancellous bone, it actually looks kind of like a sponge on the inside. And you remember last week I had a little diagram that sort of showed you that. We won't show that again this week, but just know the, uh, the cancellous or cancellous bone and then the compact bone, two different types. Key point, very important, because we'll talk about that in a little bit in regarding to medications, you know, and kind of what they do in a sense. But obviously a little more terminology by way of review, just to kind of show it to you right here again. Bone health is absolutely important to keep your frames upright. If you don't have an upright frame, boy, your organs can get suppressed. So in summary, the bones actually support our organ systems. Now, as we get a little bit older, and some people don't even reach peak bone mass, that's actually called osteopenia. Osteopenia is going to increase our fracture risk, our risk for having a fracture. And when we actually have frank osteoporosis, boy, this can be a fatal disease. At one hip fracture can be up to 80% mortality. That's bad. Now, bone loss is not a mysterious process, nor is it inescapable. It's actually a very, very cool, elaborate process on how the body is built to remove old bones or old dead cells, bone cells, and start to replace them with new bone. And new bone renews actually probably about 10% per year in a healthy person. 
And it's important to understand that as we, we talk about this terminology, we use these, these terms to osteoblast and osteoclast. And I want you to kind of have, a again, a quick refresher of that as well before we get into what builds bone. And here's a quick refresher. Now, the osteoblasts, blast, think building. They're laying down and building bone. Building bone. The osteoclasts, these are the, the cells that actually aid in breaking down old bone for the process of remodeling. And oftentimes, when the processes of osteopenia or osteoporosis are set in motion, osteoclasts, these osteoclasts start to outrank those osteoblasts. The break down cells outrank the build up cells, therefore making the bones become frail, brittle, and actually even crumble. So this is not, this is actually touted as a natural normal process of aging. However, if we take good care of those bones by doing a body right, it's not a normal process of aging. No, and we frankly don't believe osteoporosis should exist. And we've said this last week, we'll say it again this week. We can reverse it, and we certainly can avoid it. So this is a big, big deal. So again, statistically speaking, and this was a shocker to, to us, so we started digging into the data. How big of a problem is osteoporosis? Or mind you, why are we putting so much effort, and why are we going to spend so much time tonight talking about how to fix bones and how to maintain strong bones? Here's why. So, you know, osteoporosis, it's really actually a major public health threat. In fact, it is estimated that about 44 million Americans, or for more than half of those over 50 years old, suffer from osteoporosis. Women over the age of 50, these are the most likely individuals that are going to develop this disease called osteoporosis. So this condition is four times more likely to occur in women than men. Now, osteoporosis is um, it's relatable bone breaks cost a patient, an individual, their families, their health care providers, or the health care system approximately $19 billion a year. $19 billion annually. So by the year 2025, experts have actually predicted that osteoporosis is going to be responsible for 3 million fractures resulting in $25 billion in costs. So that's a quick review. And, and of course, we wanted to know, you know, after we talked about terminology, well, last week we talked about what really causes bone loss. There was a bunch of different mm-hmm. categories that we talked about, and we spent some time in each. We won't go back and review each of those categories tonight, but we will review the the topic of that category, and this is super important to kind of catch, you know, these topical things, these all contribute to bone loss. Check these out once again. So at the top of the list is that standard American diet, that standard American lifestyle. It can create metabolic acidosis, which actually leaches minerals from your bones. And of course, if we have a lifestyle that is uh, stressed, or it is laden with inactivity, that is at the root of bone loss. You can't build bone while you're sitting on the couch. We also know that excessive amounts of sodium from excessive amounts of salt, and we're talking about that white bleached salt that comes from the standard American diet, along with that refined sugar that we've been talking about week after week that 
has to be disposed of. Inflammatory fats also cause osteoporosis. They take up cell membranes and therefore the cells actually become inflamed. When you go to drink, think about that excess of alcohol. If you're reaching for more than one drink, you could actually be leaching minerals from your bones. And we also have to think about what medications we're on. For every medication we're taking, there's going to be a nutrient deficiency or a nutrient pullout. And, you know, we, before we get into, like, um, what builds bones, um, we, we know these things. We talked about the excess sodium alcohol, standard American diet, inactivity, refined uh, sugars, you know, inflammatory fats, excessive alcohol. We get all that. And we listed medications last week. And because medications are so darn common that we take these days, for a variety of reasons, we forget the tie-in they have to bone loss. And so for the sake of education, we're going to repeat these things again a couple of times because I want you to see these things and experience them. Here's a common list of medications as a reminder that actually contribute to bone loss. Here we go. Boy, at the top of the list is those corticosteroids. We use those for autoimmune conditions, skin conditions, uh, pain in the knees, etc. and otherwise. High doses of thyroid medication. You want to make sure your thyroid meds are balanced. Also, you have to think about medications that reduce the levels of sex hormones like statin drugs. Certain diabetic medications. Boy, don't they pull those nutrients out, the B vitamins and other minerals. Then there are certain stomach medications such as proton pump inhibitors and other antacids that contain aluminum that are bone mineral leeches. Then, of course, we also have to think about certain antidepressants that they also have nutrient pullouts. And boy, once that year starts passing year 40, the percentage of people that are on an antidepressant is huge. And then also mood stabilizing agents such as lithium and the like. So it's really important to understand that these medications are so darn common. So we wanted to fill this out there one more time. And so to lead into this idea of bone builders, it's super important to understand there are some things we can do to really maintain these idea of healthy bones. And maintaining healthy bones is critical. So we, we really want to think about in part two, again, there was a quick review, part one last week, a part two of what we can begin to do to build these healthy bones. And there's several keys that we'll introduce right now and get into these more importantly as we go into the second half of our teaching. But here's the keys we want to really think about that are important to building bones. Check these out. The top foods. Boy, what are those top foods? Well, we're going to give you those top foods in just a second. So hang with us. So we're going to also give you the top supplements. But these medications... We really want to avoid those things we just talked about, well, don't we? Yeah, we've talked about corticosteroids. We've talked about things that can lower sex steroids. We've talked about not getting too many excessive amounts of uh, things that alter your thyroid medication and the like. We're also going to give you some best exercise or best types of exercise, and we're going to talk about the importance of hormones. And this is a big deal because when you think about these things that we really need to put into place to really maintain healthy bones... Uh, you know, let's temper that with all the data we just shared with you regarding the cost predicted to be $25 billion. billion. Dollars cost. Say and that one more time. $25 billion. And what about the 80% mm. mortality rate wow. with uh, the first-time hip fracture? Oh, Completely, that is unbelievable. It is. It's shocking when you think you about this. You down with a hip fracture, you're down. 
Women, you know, when you're over 50, you represent four times increased likelihood of osteoporosis. We'll talk about that in just a moment. So stay right with us. When we get back, we're going to be in to talk about top foods, top supplements. Uh, we're going to talk about, again, the medications to avoid, top exercises, and the importance of hormone in order to build healthy and strong bones. Stay right with us. Many people know about our clinic, but most don't realize we help patients around the globe reach their health goals. Deep down, you know there's got to be a way to get there, but you don't know where to start. Our starter plan is the first step. You'll get everything you need to experience a health transformation in 120 days. You'll start by resetting your health with a two-week detox. Then you'll implement our proven anti-inflammatory food plan. On top of this, you'll get a 120-day supply of essential supplements, omega-3, and vitamin DK, as well as our homeopathic drops to accelerate your health goals. Go to Sherwood.tv now and use promo code HOPEHEALTH to receive this exclusive offer and save a total of $80. This is your path to more energy and better health. We're back. back. Thanks for being with us and hope you enjoyed part one where we reviewed, you know, those bone basic terminologies and all those things that contribute to bone loss. Big, big, big deal. And we're going to introduce now the very things that we've got to do. And we gave you a list of those subcategories, you know, the top foods, top supplements, medications to avoid, exercises and hormones. And we're going to jump in right now to give you a list of top foods. So if you're out there and you've been diagnosed with that dreaded osteoporosis or even the lead into it, osteopenia, uh, you need to be listing very closely. And if you are a lady right now that's mm. menopausal or even that's had a hysterectomy, listen carefully because this is going to be probably one of the most important uh, segments that we've ever taught that will help you get out of a lot of trouble. Remember, 80% mortality with a hip fracture. And if you're a, a man or a woman who is like a distance runner, you don't train with weights, pay attention because this is a very important subject matter. So let's begin right now with the top foods to help you build and maintain healthy and strong bones. Here's a list. At the top of the list is going to be those green leafy vegetables, your broccolis, your Brussels sprouts, your kale, your cabbage, your okra. Remember, green vegetables give the minerals that actually help help alkalize, keep the system alkaline, and keep your body from leaching minerals out of the bones. Let me talk about those nuts. Nuts have a really good amount of uh, magnesium, specifically in calcium. Magnesium is kind of an unsung hero in the area of uh, minerals that help build bones. Um, We'll talk about the bone um, components in just a second, what supplements do that. So nuts, nuts and seeds, very important. Also, fish, where you actually eat the bones like sardines, you know, those sardines, not only do they have a good vitamin D in them, they've got calcium in them when they actually contain the bones. Yeah, and then think about these fatty fish like salmon, tuna, and trout. Think about the high omega-3s. I know we know that. But what about the vitamin D in those? Hmm? Isn't that pretty cool? Vitamin D is very important for bones. And we'll talk about the relationship between the bone-building nutrients 
shortly and then very good so we also got those beans there yes that's right including black beans edamame pinto beans and kidney beans the reason for these is they actually have good fiber in them fiber is food for the friendly bacteria of the gut which actually make that vitamin k2 for you so it aids the absorption of vitamin d from the diet so you can actually shuttle that vitamin d to your bones so when we talk about those top foods did you notice that they're all anti-inflammatory. Now, you're going to hear some people out there, if you look at online um, chat groups, webinar sites, you know, you're going to type in a thing like top uh, bone building foods. You may get things like dairy. Be very cautious about that. Dairy may have a lot of calcium in it. True. But it also, and may have fortification of D, but it also has a lot of genetic modifications of the casein protein. And it could have a lot of toxic material that are uh, residual amounts of the fat that the cow had, right? So the cow has fed antibiotics and hormones. Would it be good to have those in your system? I suppose not. Would they be helpful for bone building? Possibly, but would they be damaging other conditions in your life? Yes. You're also going to hear things like uh, maybe bread. Eat your breads and grains. Well, same problem. Breads and grains are genetically modified. And they have a host of other problems with them, including carcinogenic and obesogenic compounds. Isn't that fascinating? So we don't want to get, well, we don't want to get fat and we don't want to get cancer uh, at the sake of gaining bone. So you get the point. These top foods we have, we put those there for a reason. So please, please, please don't fall for the trap of those online chat Mm. groups without having a secondary sort of a, a panoramic view picture. Because if you get focused on just the bones and you do things to build bones, but they create problems in other areas, that is not worth the trouble. Now, when we look at these top supplements that we want to have, so we got these good foods. Now we got to talk about the top supplements that are necessary to build strong, healthy bones. Well, at the top of the list, of course, there's calcium. And we've been trained that calcium is the only mineral that you need to actually build healthy bones. But calcium has a multitude of friends that we're going to talk about and name off for you. Calcium is important. You need at least 500 to 1,000 milligrams of a good quality calcium supplement per day. I would not try to drink my weight in milk to get my calcium, however, because milk does not necessarily do a body good. It's got all those hormones, antibiotics, whatever you are, what you eat, eat. So start looking at the sources of calcium that you can get from like green leafy vegetables, sardines with bones, etc. and otherwise. Now, I understand that the um, bone is made up of a, sort of a collagen structure, and calcium is sort of hung on that structure, along with maybe some phosphorus and silica. But the bottom line is calcium is the main sort of bone builder. And when you think about that, what is the importance of vitamin D? Well, Dr. Michelle just talked about that. that vitamin K2, which we'll talk about in just a second, is important for vitamin D absorption. And then you've got D really helping um to guide, if you will, as along with K2, calcium into the bone. So D is super important for not just immune health and not just brain health, but also bone health. And friends, you do have to sub, uh, supplement with D because we've seen that very inadequate in all the labs we've ran these days. And, and it's other friends, bones, other friends are magnesium magnesium is a friend to calcium and vitamin D as well as is part of the structure of good healthy bones. Good way to remember calcium or magnesium, it sort of opens the door, if you will, for calcium to be, um, uh, to go into bones. And then K2 is super important. Uh, that's one that sort of is developed with good bacteria in the gut. Um, 
There is some K2 in aged cheese, etc., but nonetheless, K2, if you get good gut function, good probiotic, prebiotic, and postbiotic activity and don't have dysbiosis or gut uh, dysfunction, you should produce K2, which will help guide calcium into the bones. And guess what? Out of your arteries. Isn't that kind of cool? Then there's also strontium, and we talked about collagen. All of these minerals are very important to bone mineralization. And most of us, when we sit down to our dinner, we don't go, well, do I have what I need as far as calcium, vitamin D, magnesium, K2, strontium, and collagen to actually mineralize our bones? We can go days and weeks and months and decades without getting the nutrients that we need to mineralize our bones. And I suppose we could have put probably vitamin C on there as a precursor to collagen. Or boron. Boron, yeah. There's other nutrients that definitely aid in bone mineralization. But these these are the main ones, and just know that. So we wanted you to have these top six, if you will. And um, if you're interested in what dosages on these it varies for person to person depending on a lot of circumstances that's why we didn't put milligram doses on here because we don't get you in trouble but um, you can indeed uh, reach out to us and we can help you uh, do that as well so those are the top um, supplements to take in addition to those top foods now it's important to really understand once again we dove into this just a moment ago i want to repeat this one more time because many people take these things and don't think about it all their effect on bones So the medications that do um, leach bone, but let's look at them in this place. If you want to build bone, you need to avoid these medications. Here they are one more time. And once again, instead of high doses of corticosteroids, we might think about an anti-inflammatory lifestyle to solve those problems that are causing inflammation. Yeah, and think about that from the standpoint of, uh, and we're talking about high-dose thyroid medications. We're talking about going hyper thyroid here. Most people are hypothyroid, so this takes a lot, but we, we'd we be remiss if we didn't mention that as well. Also, we have to think about medicines that reduce levels of sex, sex hormones. Uh, there's a lot of medications out there, including the medications we take to lower cholesterol, and if we're doing that, we're leaching our bones. Yeah, and the stomach acid, uh, proton pump inhibitors, the antiacids, I mean, gosh, those are a mess. They contribute to high blood pressure as well, but they don't cause you to lose bone too. And certain antidepressants and, of course, mood stabilizers. We've got to be conscious of our bones when we're taking any one of these medications over a long period of time. Is it any wonder why we try to get you off medications a lot? Uh, Best exercises we should do. This is important to understand. It's pretty clear, pretty easy. We need to begin with body weight-bearing exercises. It does bear weight. Our weight training exercise or anything that increases resistance, it is the tug of the tendons and the ligaments on the bones that actually creates the signal to the bones to say, hey, I got to get busy. I've got to get those osteoblasts osteoblasts working. I've got to put those minerals in the bones to keep them strong to uh, uh, resist against the resistance. Now, see, if you don't have resistance training, there's no reason for the bones to get strong. If the bones aren't stressed to the point of having to resist against the weight or the the uh, the bearing of that force downwards or upwards, whatever the case may be, you can't build bones. There's no reason for the bones to create osteoblastic activity. So this is where progressive resistance training, even with body weight and or weights, comes in. Progressive meaning it's got to get more and more as you go because if we don't build more and more, we will get used to it and we'll forget the adapt adaptation process of building bones and even muscles. So very important to understand that. And we really would be remiss if we didn't talk about the presence of hormones. 
Uh, hormones are absolutely essential in building bone mineral density. In fact, in the first five years post-menopause, that's when women lose the majority of their bone mass. And believe it or not, yes, women have testosterone too. So testosterone, estrogen, and DHEA, all three of these are very important bone mineralizing hormones. Men, when you begin to lose hormones, you'll begin to lose bones. Menopause. Women, when you begin to lose hormones, you'll begin to lose bones. Menopause. You're going to begin to do that understanding it's very, very avoidable. And understand that what we just talked about, the basics of bones last week or a quick review this week, and then the bone building uh, process we just gave you, it is critically important to hear our hearts begin this right now and begin to put these practices into your life so that you don't have the debilitating thing of a hip fracture or bone fracture. Remember once again, 80% mortality with hip fractures. That's a lot. That 80%. Hmm. You only got 20% chance not to yeah. have a bad outcome. That means if you break your hip, you only got a 20% chance of living. Let's mm. flip it like that. So folks, we hope you've enjoyed this. Again, one of the most important um, teaching episodes we've had. I want to correct this $25 billion perspective problem in our world. Osteoporosis or osteopenia can be reversed and be avoided. We'll look forward to seeing you all next week on Hope and Health for another exciting topic. We can't wait to see you there. Bye for now. Doctors Mark and Michelle Sherwood and their clinic can help you find the hope and health you were created to enjoy. Go to Sherwood.tv for clear, proven ways you can be healthier. Subscribe at Sherwood.tv.